You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everybody and it's me again and we have yet another amazing guest. Today, my guest is Ray Leone and he was a top salesman for two international organizations using his sales funnel system that he developed and now teaches people all around the world. Today, he's an award-winning consultant, a business owner, an author, and a very sought-after speaker. But there's two things that most of you probably don't know, even if you've heard of Ray. One is he's a professional poker player. We're going to talk about that for a minute. And second of all, he is an amazing archer, and I think he was a professional archer in his in his younger days. So welcome to the show, Ray. Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. And as it seems to be the trend, we connected on LinkedIn. What a shocker, right? I think we were introduced by Sufit from the Step Into the Spotlight group. Love Sufit and love the group. So, so glad you took a few minutes here for us to chat today. So do me a huge favor and kind of warm up the audience here a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that poker, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I got I to gotta dig in there a little bit. What's going on with the whole poker thing? Well, poker is so fascinating and so complex that it just, and I'm a competitive individual, and it just has drawn me to it. It's like playing chess, but the, the, the pieces are the cards, but you're really playing against people. And people are the pawns of the knights. So it's really so doggone complex and interesting. But because of the 30% luck factor, anyone has the chance of winning. It's the only activity. And if you can think of something else that, that can do this, share it. But it's the only thing you can do and play against a world champion and have a possibility of winning. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And as a matter of fact, talking about winning and playing against champions, Aren't you on your way out to Vegas here soon? I just was lucky enough last week to win my entry fee of $10,000. And they throw in two grand for the plane ticket and 10 days worth of hotel at the Rio. And over the 4th of July weekend will be the World Series of Poker Championship. And there'll be probably 8,000 players. First place will be $10 million. And I've been studying day and night going over books. I have a coach, Jonathan Little, who's one of the top players on the planet. So just like in selling, because I, I draw a correlation between sales and poker. And if you want to be better at sales, you better read, you better study, you better stay constantly on top of the game. And same thing in poker. 
I got serious about poker 10 years ago. I always played it like so many people do recreationally, but I got very serious about it 10 years ago. And my goal is to one day win the World Series of Poker Bracelet. Well, if you want to be the best, and 10 years ago, if I used the skills I now have, I could have been a champion 10 years ago. However, if people that were playing 10 years ago that were the champions then didn't change, they couldn't be winning today. There's a very famous professional poker player that I will not mention, but over <laughs> a 15-month period, he lost $21 million online. He lost $21 million, but he had been one of the top-ranked pros in the world for many years. But he took a sabbatical, came back using his original strategies that no longer work because people have gone beyond that because the game keeps evolving strategically. And that same thing is true in sales. If you do what you always did, you know that saying, you'll get what you always got. That's not true. If you do what you always did, you'll be falling behind. Because if you do what you always did, you're not going to keep up with your competition. As many people that know me, one of my big things was, for 40 years, I read a book a week on sales leadership or human behavior. That is 2,000 books. If you only get one idea from each book, that's 2,000 ideas. And if you and I started, Dennis, it's the same day under the same skills, and I did that book a week and you didn't. By the way, the average college graduate does not read one nonfiction book a year. And that one habit would take you light years ahead of your competition. So are we constantly honing our skills in poker and in sales and in whatever endeavor we've got? That's the question. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I totally see the correlation in your personal development. It doesn't matter whether it's sales or getting better at anything. I think it really amazes me, you know, the poker aspect of it, because I mean, you're going out there, you're, you know, you're playing for $10 million. I mean, I've seen it on TV. Everybody's watched the movies about poker and Matt Damon and all those crazy movies and stuff. But it's amazing that you're going to go out there. So I'm excited for you and uh, I hope you do well. I'm sure you will. So why don't we dive into your business a little bit? I know you made a business pretty much out of the system that you created, the sales funnel system, which by the way, you trademarked that term sales funnel, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I I have a feeling there's a few people who owe you some money. Everybody listening to this podcast has violated my trademark. (laughs) Including me. (laughs) And I've had it since 1988. (laughs) That's funny. That is so funny. So tell us a little bit about your business. I mean, how does your business, what do you do? I mean, you're mainly a trainer, a consultant, a speaker. I mean, can you talk to us a little bit about how your, what your business looks like today? Well, I've evolved just like, a, just like a, in poker. I was the number one swimming pool salesman in the world in 1979, all you young children who weren't even born yet. But people wanted to know how I did it. So the, so the industry would bring me to the conventions and I'd start doing that. And then jacuzzi and then all the spa dealers and the manufacturers and the banks had come to the bank and it just kept growing and growing and growing. So it morphed into a speaking business slash training business. And as I've evolved over the years, I now have a publishing company that publishes my books and my videos and audios. And I have licensees now in 50 countries that teach this process in about 20 different languages. So it's really gotten to be a huge endeavor. But going back, because this is what everybody wants to know, how did you get from point A to this? 
And it's very interesting. I use speaking as a major catalyst for my career. I went to the very, and again, now mind you now, I might have done 10 of these and only one or two really hit big time. I did sales and marketing executives international. I did multiple chambers in uh, different cities. I did some association meetings, wherever I thought there was a lot of people that could potentially hire me. However, when I did these programs, and this is so important for everybody listening, I have a strategy, the exact same strategy I use to sell what I do, I used in my presentations. Most people, when they give a speech, want their audience to feel better, not worse, after they end. And you'll get everyone say, yeah, that's right. Of course I want them to feel better. You're never going to sell anything if that's what you do. I want the client to feel worse. I want to introduce so many ideas and techniques that they have never heard of that makes them feel truly uncomfortable with where they are. So I want them thinking, if I don't hire this guy, I'm going to be missing out. So when I finish that one hour speech or whatever it is, they are left wanting more and wanting to know how they could connect with me. Here's something that even I am amazed that has happened. I had a client three years ago, and I don't think I've told you this yet, Dennis. Three years ago, I had a client pay me a million dollars, write me a check for one million dollars to not train their competition. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that unbelievable? That's crazy. They saw, they saw what, what I shared with them, such a tremendous competitive advantage that they did not want their competition to learn it. Oh my God, that's amazing. That is definitely a high quality problem right there. When you got people paying you so that you won't talk to their competitors, that's awesome. So I know you told me a story about you know how you leverage speaking. You had one speaking event that you talked about, I don't know exactly where it was, an association or a chamber. And you said that that one event, you've been able to attribute over $10 million in business from that one event. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, that was, uh, that was the Charlotte, North Carolina Chamber of Commerce in 1997. Ever since that speech, and everybody's going to have a heart attack when I tell them, I've never had to make an outbound phone call ever since. I do no marketing. I do no outbound calls. I have no employees other than my poor wife. My licensees are licensees, not employees. And I've got a seven-figure income every year without ever making an outbound call from that single speech. However, it was done properly. You just can't go do a 30-minute speech at a chamber and expect that to happen. I went to the chamber and convinced them to market it aggressively. I gave them a brochure. I said, send this to all of the membership. And I don't recall whether they paid me my full fee or we did a 70-30 split where I got 70% and they got 30. And the whole pitch was this was going to help their membership and their membership was going to love the Charlotte Chamber for providing this high content program. And I convinced them of that. And we did. Either it's terrible. I don't remember either a half day or a full day, but it doesn't matter. It was a program that had over a hundred people that were business owners and leaders, and some sales managers. But generally, a lot of people in that room that were in the sales world that could hire me. I got AT and T. I got Lucent. I got Sprint. I got Roman Haas. I got the Compass Group. 
I got so many pieces of business from that. In addition, Jeffrey Gittimer, who wrote the book, The Sales Bible. Yep, very familiar with that. But Jeffrey, actually, he talks about me in that book. And he had never been given a speech at the time he sat in that meeting. He was there to write a column about my program and just broadcast it out to the 5 million readers that he had around the world. You know, you got to get lucky. Just got to get lucky in poker. I had to get lucky that all these different people were there. But if you don't get up to bat, you can't hit anything. Exactly. Anyway, he writes an article, and the title of the article, Leon is the sales, with Ali is the boxing, the greatest. Oh, that my is- gosh. Yeah, that's quite the headline. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. People that I'd never heard of from Warsaw, Poland, to Atlanta, to Charlotte, are reading this article. So then... This is going to kill you. I yelled at him. I says, you wrote an entire article about one technique because you love that stinking technique so much. What about the entire process? <laughs> so he, wrote, he wrote three more articles about me. That's <laughs> great. Speaking of the process, you were talking about this. I think you referred to it in our earlier conversation as deficit selling and how you wanted, when you left a speaking event, you wanted the audience to be uncomfortable. You didn't want them to feel good. You wanted them to feel bad about where they were. Can we unpack that a little bit? Because, you know, I've had some healthy debates with people about speaking for free and, you know, or low low paying or free speaking. And is it worth it? And do you generate clients from it? And, you know, why you should or shouldn't do it? And I mean, I'm talking numerous debates. Some of the people you even know, they're part of the, the groups, the similar groups we're involved with. So is there kind of a, a little bit more of a framework that we can break down on how you do that, uncomfortable, make people uncomfortable? Yes. And in fact, I did it. I've done it many times on an airplane. I sit in first class and I actually attribute that cost to marketing, not travel, because I get so much business from sitting to somebody in first class. And remember when the engagement index first came out? Yeah. People talked about the engagement index. I say it is one of my deficit questions. What is your engagement index and how does that compare to your industry norm? Well, most people don't know what the engagement index is. They certainly don't know what theirs is and they don't know how it compares to the industry norm. And then I follow, well, the engagement index is the number of predictor of success of a corporation. You need to know your engagement index and how high they engage employees you've got. So that's one question. Let me give you another quick. The one question that made me a millionaire selling swimming pools, just to make it clear, when you come to meet with a client, or give a speech, they think you're there to sell. And that's their whole thought process. And they think that they know everything that they need to know and all they want from us is the price. I need to shatter that belief system and create deficit in their comfort level. So way back in the B2C day, when I was selling pools, I'd walk into your backyard and I would say, where have you decided to put your primary and secondary focal point? In 100% of the cases, they would say, well, what is it? And then I would say, well, you're telling me that you've had other companies out here and they haven't established the most elementary of design considerations first? So all of a sudden, I went from a salesperson to a consultant. Then they transferring unknowingly the decision from them to me. And that's how that happened in the pool business. So then I go, now I go to B2B sales. And I'll say, what success probability formula are you using to determine whether it's worthwhile to invest money to pursue a deal. 
So they don't have a success probability formula. They don't even know what it is. And I've developed one, of course, that determines a percentage of probability whether you can win a deal to tell you whether you should go after it. How many sciences does your benchmark for hiring a top quality salesperson do you use? How many sciences? They don't know what I'm talking about. If I'm talking to a, a guy I'm purchasing in a major corporation, I say, are you going to use the vested or Rava process in your IFP process? Well, they don't know what either one of them are. So a lot of it is revolves around asking unique questions that differentiate you from the competition where they almost have no choice but to ask you, what are you talking about or how would you do it? It's almost, it almost fits like that, correct? Yes. And here is the, the nugget. Your credibility goes up with the question, not the answer. So many sellers want to puke. They want to tell the client how great they are, how wonderful they are, blah, 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 blah. And they've heard all that stuff from everybody else. But when you ask Socratic questions, what I call deficit questions, that make them think and they're saying, I, and here's, the que- here's the other important thing. When you ask a question like that, they assume that you know the answer. They assume that you can fix that problem. Otherwise, you would not have brought it up. So if I keep bringing up issues that they have never thought about, then who is the only person that can give them the solution? Listen to this carefully. And those of you that are listening, you should write this down over and over again. We don't bring a better price to the solution that the client demands. What we do is bring a better solution to a more well-defined problem. The real skill is in accurately identifying the problem. Anybody can bring you a solution that is qualified. We differentiate ourselves by the way we create the problem and analyze the problem. I had a guy call me up one time, and I know that because he was in Charleston, I, was, I, have a, I had a training center in Charleston. I was the only one in the Yellow Pages, so I'm sure he picked up the Yellow Pages and called me. He says, how much do you charge to do a time management seminar? I knew that it would be four to five times at least what he was thinking of paying. You never, by the way, another one of Ray's rules is never quote a price to an unsold buyer. If I quoted him a number, that would have been the end of the conversation. I said, why do you want a time management program? He said, because my people aren't closing enough. I says, I've never met a salesperson that does not know what they should be doing. So telling them what they already know is not going to improve your closing average one iota. So what do you think he said to me? Well, what will? That's exactly what he said. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He said, well, what would you do? And then I, I worked him over. But, but then I, I says, it'll cost you this amount. And it was silence on the phone. And after about 10 or 15 seconds, he says, you're going to have to tell me why you're worth that much money. I said, I don't know. I says, all I can tell you is that I'm fully booked. And people are paying it all day long. In fact, you're getting it for half the price because you're in Charleston. I could just come from my, my office and come right down and do the program. Otherwise, I'd be charging you twice as much if you were out of town. And he said, okay. And at the end of that program, by the way, which was a half-day program, he walked me out to the car. And he said, that was the best money I've ever spent. And he was a division president of a company with nine divisions. I ended up getting the entire nine divisions business. That's great. That's amazing. I love that concept of deficit selling. I think it's really, you know, one thing for sure, questions in general, there's an art to asking not only good questions, but 
you know, the right questions, right? I mean, you hear people talk about using questions, you know, as a part of the selling process. I mean, that's not new to sales, right? But most people don't, like you said, most people throw up all over their prospects and they want to tell them how great they are and how great their company is. And it's amazing how well-defined questions that differentiate you from the competition and get people curious can really move that process along. So, you know, I, I'm I'm super excited about that. I think that's, I think that my audience can really bite into that and leverage that. I can tell you that myself, I, I was one of those pukers for years and years. I mean, it, you know, early 10, first 10 years of my career, you know, I threw up all over anybody I could as much as I could. And then I finally learned from a mentor, the value of, of slowing down and asking good questions. So truly, truly appreciate that. So, Hey, listen, you know, I could sit here and chat with you all day. I'm sure you've got some things going on, but here's a couple things. Let's do a quick, let's do some, you know, rapid fire here really quick. Give me, you know, so tell me what, what's next for Ray? I mean, you've done it all. You've, you've worked for big corporations. You've got a, a great business where you do a lot of speaking. You've licensed your product, you know, in multiple countries. I mean, what's next for Ray? Tell me a little bit about what's next for Ray. Well, at this stage, I'm trying to create more of a legacy, actually. This is might sound really conceited, I guess, or whatever. But I figure this process, I believe, is so powerful that if I die and, and enough people don't have access to it, it will be a, a disservice. So I'm really I trying, agree, by the I'm way. trying to get this out to as many people. So the Sales Funnel University, and I also trademarked Whole Brain Selling because as I analyze all the deals with my clients, most of the deals that are lost are not lost because of capability to deliver the solution. That's left brain. Almost every B2B sale is lost from a right brain component. Fear, greed, loyalty to a current supplier, all those right brain issues. So I, I reanalyzed the whole sales process and have developed this whole brain selling. So we now have whole brain selling and Sales Funnel University to where people can sign up and get access to this information without having to pay me tens of thousands of dollars. They can get it for a few hundred dollars and be able to access the information. So the Sales Funnel University. Perfect. And by the way, let me give most of it. I'm, I'm a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable at NSA, the National Speakers Association. And we're going to be going down there in a few weeks for the national convention and people still, even in my own profession, find this hard to believe. I will give anyone that emails me free. I do not charge for what I'm going to tell you. Anytime I can help a peer, I do it. So if people want to see a copy of a contract, a letter of agreement or proposals that I deliver, by the way, almost everyone is one page, one page, anything like that, be more than happy to do it. And just email me, and in the email, just put Dennis Brown podcast, and I'll know what you're looking. And then tell me what. Then I'll make sure I don't delete it when I get an email and understand the word that it's coming from one of you guys. So I'm really into that whole thing with the university thing. And my son is taking over doing the day to day training. What happens many times now is people will say to me, "Well, how much do you charge to coach, and how much do you charge for this?" Well, my fee's a five figure fee. And most people don't have that laying around. So this is a process where we hopefully can help other people. Yeah, perfect. So I know you're not a huge tech guy, and it seems like your son is a little bit more technical and is kind of doing the whole university, the online, you know, really 
bringing it into the kind of the the new generation. If you had to pick a a growth tool or a software that you use, what's one that you rely on to help you know build your business? You don't want to hear this. Sure, I do. <laughs> I've hardly used anything. I have seven thousand followers on LinkedIn, and they just came aboard. I've never tried to get them. I just have seven thousand followers on LinkedIn, so that's that's what I'm using more and more. But I find that people keep gravitating towards Facebook more and more. So between uh, uh, and I'm let and my son is handling that. So it'll be Facebook and and LinkedIn. So anybody listening wants a link to me, you know, feel free. And, I, and by the way, my LinkedIn groups are SalesFunnel.com and Whole Brain Selling. They're my two LinkedIn groups. So come and join my groups and jump in. Perfect. Well, I know earlier in the interview you mentioned you've read thousands of books, particularly in your early days. Have you read a book recently that you would want to recommend to the audience or even if not recently, even a classic that you just think, you know, is still very valuable today? Well, the latest study from Harvard Business Review on what customers want to know from us are two questions. Number one, can I trust this person? And number two, can I respect this person? By the way, trust is a right brain thought. So The Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey, Stephen Covey's son, is a huge sick book, but I, I swear I read that in one sitting because it, he, he's a better writer than his father. It's just a great read and the understanding of trust is broken and how to uh, what you have to do to regain it. I just find the, that whole book a, a magnificent book. A Whole New Mind by Daniel Pink. Anything by Daniel Goleman, I think, is fantastic. A great sales book that is ages old was the perfect sales presentation by Robert Shook. And of course, my book, Success Secrets of the Sales Funnel. But it tells you exactly how I went from nothing to success. And actually, I'm working on a new, it may be a book, hopefully be a book, How I Failed My Way to $10 Million. Wow, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, listen, that's perfect, Ray. I don't want to hog up your whole day. I could sit here and chat with you forever, and I'm sure the listeners are are eager to hear more stories. But do me a favor, let everybody know how they can connect with you afterwards. I know you talked a little bit, maybe leave them your email or your your website address, and then uh, we're going to close it out for today. Okay. My email is ray at rayleone.com. Very difficult. Ray at rayleone.com. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Salesfunnel.com and wholebrainselling.com are the two main websites. By the way, we have 30 domain names, and I think you should all get more domain names. Those of you that are listening, have you gotten domain names for your children? Try and get Yep. No, that's perfect. I did. Yeah, that's great. And I think everybody should try to do that. Awesome. Well, listen, Ray, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Feel better, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.